maybe if you're a high school student and you want to know what what that degree is like reach out to someone and say hey can I take you out for coffee take them to coffee people like coffee um and then say like and just you know ask some questions learn about their story and I think the moment I started to do that a lot more I first of all just became more confident in talking to people I learned about all the different things you can do and I just learned the power of like a network I guess think that science is boring, hard to understand, or maybe you believe that scientists are hiding the truth from you about aliens or chemtrails. Well, we're here to prove that wrong. Whether you love science or you think it sucks, this is the show for you. Welcome to the seventh episode of Science Sucks, the show that welcomes everyone to science. I am thrilled to bring you my chat with Rita, a master's student at Ryerson University and founder of Idea Mosaic, a company that aims to bridge the gap between scientists and the public. On this week's episode of The Pod, she shared her journey to where she is today, from vowing to never take chemistry again after high school, to now studying a master's degree in that very field. The reason I love her story so much is that it completely crushes the stereotype that science students are all Hermione's who easily get good grades in every single subject. Science is hard work, y'all, but if you do work hard, you can succeed in it. Rita and I met three years ago at a science conference for Ontario undergraduates, and now we collaborate on our SciComm projects. In November, Rita and I presented funny, sciencey skits at her event Spark After Dark, a night filled with stories, laughs, and science exploration. But I'll let her tell you about it, not me. So without further ado, here's Rita. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Science Sucks. I'm here with my friend Rita, who is a master's student at Ryerson University. So I'm very happy to be talking to her today. So um, first of all, I'll let you introduce yourself, Rita. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what is your journey to science? Yeah, thanks, Evie. Um, I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Um, So my name is Rita, as you mentioned. I am currently a master's student at Ryerson in the molecular science program. It's molecular science, so people always think that's just biology or molecular science, like uh, like molecular biology stuff, but it's not really. We actually are chemistry and biology, so I'm on the chemistry side of things, but I didn't always start there. Um, so growing up, I my parents moved, uh, immigrated to Canada, and so I was their first child born, which meant that they didn't know much, so I also didn't know much about <laughs> how things work in Canada, even though I was born here. Um, So growing up, I was actually in ESL for quite some time because I didn't know English very well. And I remember in kindergarten, I would just follow what the other students would do, like when the teacher would tell us to do something. Um, And like one time, I remember somebody stole my snack and ate it, but I just did not know how to say that someone stole my snack. And I was very upset about it. Um, But now I know how to stand up for myself. So yeah, so growing up, I was just learning all the time, like learning, well, what, how do you speak English? And then after that, learning, like, what are the things that kids do and stuff? Um, and learning along with my parents. And that was a, I think that really kind of made me who I am today because I was the oldest, so I always had to learn first. 
Um, and so along the way, I just kept kind of going through school, loved school. It was great. Um, I, I loved going every single day. I wasn't a good student. I didn't necessarily get the best marks. And a lot of that was probably because I was, um, again, the firstborn. So I didn't really have anyone to help me when I was a little bit confused with things. Um, and my, my mom did a really good job at teaching me stuff. But as we got older, um, things probably got a little bit more complicated. My mom had more kids. And so I had to do a little bit more figuring out by myself. Um, but yeah, so I just, I still loved school though. I liked going all the time. I was very talkative in school, loved making friends. Um, and it was just a great time. I never really had a favorite subject. Actually, gym class was my favorite. Um, but aside from that, not anything like math or science or English. Um, it was just, it was all cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of went on. I grew up in Toronto and then I moved to Brampton. Um, so I spent half my life in Toronto and half my life in Brampton pretty much. Uh, when I moved to Brampton is when I was in middle school. I still liked school, um, still didn't necessarily have a favorite class. Um, and it wasn't until I really reached high school that I started to learn more, I guess, in science and math um, and appreciate class a little bit more. I started to want to do better in classes and I started to feel like I could do better in classes. But there was also still times where I didn't really feel like I would do that well. Um, I actually remember in grade nine. So if you're in Canada, you can take applied math or academic. Mm -hmm. And applied essentially means that you'll be going to college. Academic means you're kind of gearing up to go to university. And I was in academic math because I wanted to ultimately go to university. And at that time, I didn't really know what that meant. But I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, But I wasn't doing that well in math class. And so my teacher told me to just do applied level math and to just like, it was, he said, academic is too hard for you. Just do applied level. And so that kind of stuff just kept happening. And I was like, but I still want to do it. Um, So my mom was actually very upset that my teacher said that to me. She's like, this is not how you're supposed to teach your students. This is not how you help them excel. And so we, I just, I stayed in academic level math because my mom said that I can still do it. Um, And I actually ended up getting a 90 on the final exam for that course. So that was pretty like great. And I was like, stuck it to my teacher, walked out, uh, (laughs) never saw him again because he left the school, which is great. and then I moved on to grade 10, and that's when we learned about... That's actually my first memory of really learning science. That's when we learned about cells. Yeah. Um, and I remember we were drawing the, uh, the structure of a cell and like learning about all the different organelles and the nucleus and DNA. And I remember I was looking at my own drawing, and my teacher was just explaining what a cell is. And I just had this moment where I looked down on the paper, and I realized like wow there's like hundreds of thousands of these inside of my body this is amazing like I have genes that make me me like my hair is straight because of this like my hair is black because of this and it just it blew me away and I like I would go home every day and tell my parents what I learned in school and I was so excited about it and I'd never really been that interested in anything that I'd learned before and that was kind of when I decided I definitely want to take science in grade 11 and 12 um and onward so i signed up for all the science classes and I feel like that was such a pivotal moment for me because I still remember the feeling I I still remember how bright the classroom lights were like I still remember the spot I was sitting in the class um when I kind of just was fascinated by science um and so I took grade 11 chemistry and biology and physics physics I was never really interested in it was mainly chemistry and biology and chemistry was harder for me um and 
so I just I like kind of barely got through that in biology I loved I was like this is so great I'm learning so much I'm fascinated by it all which I still am then I went on to grade 12 chemistry and biology as well and grade 12 I guess is kind of the big year for everyone and who's trying to go to university or college um this is where your marks kind of matter mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of stress i guess in trying to do well the f- in my first semester i had chemistry and i was doing very poorly um we were learning about orbitals and like the truth about electrons yeah. and all this stuff and it was not fun i was having the hardest time understanding it and grasping all the information i got 50s on my first few tests yeah. and i was like i don't think i'm ever gonna get into university and at that point like I was a good student I I had been on honor roll for all of high school and like I didn't expect myself to do so poorly and I felt like the learning environment was very like chapter a day like we got to get through this you got to got to understand it. this is what university is going to be like if you can't keep up now how will you keep up in university and so it was just not fun and I felt like the tests were just we would learn one thing in class but the test would be a whole nother thing and I just was not understanding anything and so that's kind of when I just decided okay I'm I'm just gonna get through chemistry right now I don't like it but I just won't do it ever again and I'm just gonna become a biologist because I did well in biology um like I still got an 80 so it was great um and I remember I was in I had a chemistry test and I was practicing for the chemistry test and I was just not getting the answer like I would do the equation and all the math and stuff and every time I do it I would just not have the right answer yeah and so I I just started to like essentially what I now know is a panic attack I just had a panic attack I never had one before I didn't even know what it was um but like I felt like I couldn't breathe anymore I felt like everything was just closing in on me and so it was just not a good time and I remember I just like walked into my mom's room and she was like kind of sleeping at the point I just started like crying and saying like I don't want to go tomorrow like I know I have a test but I don't think I can do it and so she's like, that's fine, just don't go, just stay home. So I stayed home and um, didn't end up doing the test and then like I ended up doing it after. Um, I was much calmer at that point, but like the whole environment was just so stressful. Yeah. Um, so after that, I kind of vowed to just never really do chemistry again. <laughs> ever. I, ever, that's it. Um, I had applied to a biomedical sciences program at Ryerson, got accepted and I was like, great, chemistry's <laughs> over and I, it's all about biology now. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what I did. I did biomedical sciences at Ryerson, and it was a great time. I loved it. I loved learning everything that I did. Um, second year was one of my favorite years when I started to learn a lot about cells and microbiology, and it was just so fun. I just loved learning it. I never really knew what you could do after university, so I never really had a career in mind. I didn't want to be a doctor, although all my family members thought that a biomedical science degree means that you become a doctor. Um, but yeah if only it was that easy yeah um so I didn't I didn't really have any plans I didn't know what it meant like just to really what you did after I didn't have anyone to either look up to either who any family members who had kind of done a science degree or really a university degree in Canada yeah so I was kind of just learning it all as I went along and I was having a good time um I did a lot of extracurriculars and I just learned so much through that it was so much fun I was a part of so many student groups I started student groups I started like various little challenges and stuff and that was really what made my university days the best um and then I graduated from Ryerson on for my undergrad and had my bachelor's um and at that point I decided I don't really want to do a master's um I just want to work because I loved in undergrad I loved all the other stuff I would do and I wouldn't really pay attention in class sometimes to do all that and so I decided well 
yeah I just want to I want to work and so I was really lucky I got a job pretty much straight out of my undergrad and it was a great job I was a project manager at the science discovery zone which is one of Ryerson's campus linked incubators so it's essentially where if you have an idea for a company if you have a startup you can bring it here and we would help you kind of develop it and so that's what I did uh, and it was an amazing amazing work opportunity I got to practice my public speaking skills I got to practice my project management skills event planning skills it was I loved it it was great and I think it was the best accidental decision I made ever to work Yay. for a year um, and so I did that and it was great but very very quickly I would say within two months I realized I this isn't the extent of my education I want to keep learning more and I want to keep doing science and I remember I was talking to my boss at the time um, he's also a professor here at Ryerson so I was talking to him about how I like I think I still want to go back to grad school I think I still want to learn science and he was like um that's great and he mentioned like oh I would be happy to take you on as a graduate student if you were ever interested in doing that wow and I was like yeah that'd be so cool like that'd be great and then I kind of just um thought about it for a while grad school applications were still very far away at that point so I kind of just kept working and um it was great and then I eventually decided okay I'm actually gonna apply I'm gonna apply to work with this professor um the only difference was he was a chemist and I vowed to never do chemistry ever again <laughs> um but at that point I felt working really gave me a lot of confidence it really made me realize that school shouldn't be a place where you feel so stressed and feel like you're stupid because you don't understand yeah. a certain concept um and with that supervisor in particular he does a really good job at teaching so he was my organic chemistry professor in undergrad and i actually got like an 85 in that class i did really well wow. other people struggled and i was like other people at other universities would always say organic chemistry is the hardest class you'll ever yep. take <laughs> i had that experience i oh, yeah? took organic chemistry it was very hard it was not it was like notorious that yeah yeah <laughs> it was so easy like it was not so easy i would say but it was understandable it's digestible if you yeah. put the work in you did well yeah and that was my experience and i thought like that was mind-blowing because yeah. pr previously i thought i could never do chemistry yeah. and so i was like okay well like you're a chemist but i could probably i could do it maybe <laughs> um and so I started my master's degree in the fall of 2018. Um, and since then I've been doing it, I've been learning a lot of chemistry um, and wow. it's been much easier this time. And I actually feel like I can become a chemist now because I have someone else teaching me. I have a different way of teaching me. The people who are around me and like all the professors here are actually interested in my education and trying to teach me in a way that actually helps me and isn't just meant to like give me a grade and like kind of move on with me yeah. um so it's that's kind of where i am now i'm becoming a chemist it's something i never wanted to do something i never like ever expected myself yeah. in but it's it's been fun i'm enjoying it i'm learning a lot and it's just a great experience yeah wow Thank you so much for sharing your story. I was wondering, um, like, the, your undergrad was different from your graduate work. Yeah. Um, so how was that transition? Like, did you have to learn a lot of new subject material? You kind of mentioned that chemistry was quite new. Yeah. So I actually, what's interesting is, so in my undergrad, I did biomedical sciences. So we did a lot of biomedical courses, immunology, physiology, that kind of stuff. It was great. I loved it. And in my third year, I actually was a research assistant in a cancer biology slash molecular biology-ish lab yeah and um it was great I got to learn a lot of great things the supervisor was amazing she's such a nice and wonderful um professor yeah. and I enjoyed it but I didn't really like 
I just didn't really care for the work or care for their style of research. Like, it was fun, but I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not going to be upset if I'm done this. Yeah. And I'm, I definitely don't want to do this kind of work in grad school. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like biology, like, just that research in general was something I was interested in. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was actually taking a uh, more chemistry classes. Like mm. somehow, I ended up taking a lot of chemistry classes. Um, so organic chemistry is required yeah. for our undergrad, and that's the last chemistry course you have to take in my program. But I decided to take organic chemistry too, because it was a night school course, so it'd free up my days a little bit, and there was no midterms. Mm-hmm. It was with the same professor, mm-hmm. um, and so I did that. I still liked it. It was good. I was following along very well. Yeah. Um, I didn't do as well as I did in organic chemistry, but I, I, I was doing okay. Yeah. And then I also took another one, which is a research course in a chemistry lab. So yeah. you essentially, um, every Friday, we would spend a whole day in a chemistry lab working towards building a molecule. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that was directly related to my current supervisor's mm-hmm. research. Cool. And so I learned a lot about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I actually knew a lot more about chemistry than your average biomed student. Yeah. Um, and so... Side by side, I was doing. I was working in a molecular biology lab and learning chemistry as yeah. a student, um, and so I was. I was learning a little bit about what the two lab environments look like. I was also learning about what you kind of do, and it was. It was pretty great. So overall, I di- the. I would say that the transition wasn't as hard as you would expect yeah. because I. I was exposed to a lot of this stuff beforehand, um, but I never, as an undergrad, I would say that I never fully understood some core chemistry concepts because I just didn't feel like I could do it um and so I would just really brush I would just guess on exams to be very honest with you like first year it's all multiple choice so I would just guess and I'm a great multiple choice guesser (laughs) that has gotten me through university and so that's what I did um and I didn't really focus on really learning core concepts that you need to know yeah like something I just learned is what a semiconductor is and that's something you learn in first year chemistry and physics and I just was like this is too complicated I don't want to do it um even though it's pretty important and it's a very like it's in all of the electronics that we use and so (laughs) now I know what it is and I understood it and so now I have to just I've had to just spend a lot of time learning core concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I just find it so much easier. And I don't know what the difference is other than I just feel like, first of all, I have more confidence in myself. I have a better teacher, I guess, someone who um, yeah. teaches me in a way that isn't like talking not to me, but more is like, okay, like, let's draw this out. What do you think? Yeah. Tell me what you think. Okay, and I'll explain it back to you. And so, yeah, and I also just like, my lab is pretty great. Like the people in there, if I ever have a question, I can ask them and they'll explain it to me. Yeah. Um, I also feel like I have a more what the reason why I loved science in the first place was because it just it blew my mind about yeah. like all this stuff that exists yeah. and a lot of that gets lost in high school and undergrad I feel Absolutely. like you're just stuck with so many classes that it's it's unfortunate yeah. you're in high school in grade 11 and 12 it was just I just need to get an 80 average yeah. and get into university and undergrad is just I just need to get through these classes so I can get to next year yeah. and with all these classes and all these tests, you just, you don't get to really love the science. You don't get to be blown away by it. Yeah. And so I feel like that one year that I had off where I was just working, like any sort of science that would come my way, like I would get a chance to be amazed by it. Yeah. And so I realized how much that made me, like that just made me so happy. And so I realized, okay, uh, something I, a rule I kind of made for myself before I started my undergrad, my graduate, sorry, was 
I'm going to take time to like really learn and enjoy it all yeah. and it, even if it takes me longer to finish like I don't want to push myself to the point of being exhausted which I was in undergrad yeah. and I just want to really learn learn and just enjoy it because yeah. ultimately there will come a time where I won't be in school yeah. and I won't get to learn like you get to when you're an undergrad I won't get to make these mistakes yeah. and so I just really embraced it and I feel like that made the transition just so much better and there are so many times where you feel like <clears throat> I'm not working hard enough. Oh my god, another one of my graduate students already has a paper. I don't have a paper. Yeah. When am I going to get to go to conference? When am I going to present at the conference? Yeah. Um, but I first of all, Twitter kind of helps me keep that in check because yeah. a lot of people are always saying things like, don't be too hard on yourself, which is great. Yeah. But also just having this mindset where I'm not going to let myself be like that. And some of my close friends have already finished their master's and so they'll always say like, if you let yourself get into that mindset, you're not going to have a good time. And so that also just makes the transition much easier, just being nice to yourself and recognizing yeah. you're here to learn. And so I just had like a thousand things, but yes. that was that's really all what helped make it smooth. Yeah, I'm feeling very inspired. It's like you get to you get to learn, not just you have to are forced to learn to get yeah. the grade. Yeah, that's to a pass. really good that's a really good way of looking at it. I think you do get to learn. I mean, education is a privilege, and we're very lucky. I'm so glad that my parents brought me to Canada. Um, where I was able to access education. And so sometimes I think it does end up becoming a chore, yeah. unfortunately. But um, now I definitely feel like all the time, like, this is great. This is an opportunity every single day. That's and wonderful. That's yeah. a really good sign to love what you do every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I also wanted to ask you about your company because you're yeah. not just a master's student researcher. You're also an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, so could you tell us a little bit more about your company that you founded? Yeah. So I, going back to undergrad, um, one of the projects that I worked on when I was an undergrad with um, a couple of other students was starting up the Science Discovery Zone, so the place that I worked at for a year. Um so the campus link incubators we had a bunch like the fashion zone the digital media zone so there's nothing for science students and we really wanted to create a space like that and so we worked together with professors to start up the science discovery zone and so once the science discovery zone kind of started i was like well i guess i should just like it'd be cool to have a company and so one of my passions has always been science communication i just enjoy it a lot of it does come from the fact that i feel like teaching science um to be more friendly is so needed so that people don't have panic attacks before a chemistry exam. Yes. That's not fun. I do want to bring back that feeling of wonder and amazement with everything that I do. Um, and so one of my, uh, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, we decided to start a company called Idea Mosaic, where what we try to do is we try to create really cool science experiences. So be it like an event, a booth at some sort of ex exhibit, uh, just really cool ways to interact with science. Um, that's a little bit different than what you would typically do. Yeah. So, you know, you like learn about science if you go to like a lecture. So instead of doing lectures, we try to do like shows like Spark After Dark, which if you've performed at before, yeah. um, it's a it's a show where people get to talk about science in creative ways. So we'll have games, we'll have uh, talks that are like comedy more than like a lecture. Yeah. Um, Someone like made butter on stage. <laughs> yeah, we just do stuff like that. We make butter on stage and you can try it. And so it's just like a fun little show where we talk about science and in just creative ways. And so we like to do a lot of stuff like that. Um, and so that's something I started in my fourth year of undergrad. So it's been about almost two years now since it's been running. Uh, and it's just something I kind of do on the side. It makes 
uh, it makes me like happy. It's like one of my side projects that I get to work on. Uh, it's really great because when I'm doing research in the lab or when I'm learning about stuff, I'm always trying to think like, well, how will I communicate this? And like, yes. what could I do through my company to do yeah. this? And so we like to work on like very fun projects that kind of combine science and creativity. Um, for example, a project that we worked on, um, we were invited to Beakerhead, which is a festival in Calgary, which is a celebration of science. And they just take over the city with like cool installations and yeah. day-long festivals where they just do all this fun stuff all to celebrate science. It's great. And so we were invited to kind of exhibit there. And so what we did was we played off of this idea of sending a message in a bottle. So it's this very romanticized thing, like you're going to find a message in a bottle on a beach from someone across the world. Um, and so what we did is we actually got scientists in Toronto to send a message in a bottle to, sci to people in Calgary. And so they would just talk about their research and say, hey, I'm a neuroscientist. I study the brain. Do you have any questions about the brain? Let me know and I'll and I'll answer them. So what people could do is they'd come to our booth, they could read all these bottles to kind of see what different researchers do. Um, and then they could ask them questions. So they could write a question on a paper, and if they put their email address on the paper, the scientists would actually reply to them. Oh. So it's like this fun way of kind of learning something you might have never known, or just like, I've like always wondered why caffeine is so addictive, Yeah. for example. And so that's something you could just ask a real scientist, and they would reply to you. Yeah. Um, and so those are just kind of stuff that we like to do. Um, and yeah, it's fun. It's just creative, and it allows me to bring two passions together. I love that. What's your favorite part of doing science communication outreach? I guess there's, so there's two parts to the science. So through IDA Mosaic specifically, we I enjoy the creativity aspect of it. A lot of the stuff we do is design fabrication and like 3D printing stuff, laser cutting stuff, making huge displays. Wow. Uh, that's something I really enjoy, but that's for a personal reason because I get to do that. Yeah. When I'm doing science communication, sometimes it's through my company, sometimes it's just like volunteering with our local science outreach office. Yeah. I just love explaining the science of everyday life to people, talking yeah. about like, I mean, going back to semiconductors, mm -hmm. like how vital they are to our everyday existence and yeah. how it's just actually so easy to understand. I really like that teachable moment where I connect the dots and I see yeah. the dots connecting. That's what I really enjoy, um, especially because I know that going back like I never did well in school I never like I and I kind of just always got by through guessing mm -hmm. um but when I when someone explained something really well and I would understand it it would just make my day yes. it'd make me feel smarter and I just want to do that for other people as well like whether it's like kids or like high school students yeah. um that's my favorite part love that that's the aha moment yeah people feel like they figured it out yeah yeah amazing and do you have any advice for young scientists or young women in stem so something that i never used to do would be kind of seek out help and seek out mentors i coming into university i didn't really know what a mentor was yeah. um and I realized like that I was developing mentor-mentee relationships with people and they would like make a world of a difference. I think seeking out people who are there to help you and there's a lot of them. Yeah. It's very like when you're in first year and you're like sending a professor an email or you're like I'm so sorry to bother you like thank you very much you should always do that be very kind and courteous yeah but a lot of professors and even graduate students are they're really happy to help they first of all people don't want you to make the same mistakes they did people are genuinely very interested in your success as well especially professors yeah. they teach for a reason and so um i think reaching out to people and saying hey like i noticed that 
Evie, you're doing science communication and you graduated from a neuroscience program. I'd love to know what your journey was like to kind of help me learn about what career options are available to me. Maybe if you're a high school student and you want to know what you, what that degree is like, yeah. reach out to someone and say, hey, can I take you out for coffee? Yeah. Take them to coffee. People like coffee. Yeah. Um, and then say, like, and just, you know, ask some questions, learn about their story. And I think the moment I started to do that a lot more, I, first of all, just became more confident in talking to people. I learned about all the different things you can do. And I just learned the power of, like, a network, I guess. Because you do, that's how you end up networking. Networking is really hard, going to these (laughs) events and stuff and, like, being in a room full of people. It's just awkward and, like, it's just not always, like, sometimes there are, like, wine events and you don't really want to be there. And so it's very interesting like they're valuable but i also think that you can network beyond those environments you can just reach out to someone on twitter and just chat with them over a cup of coffee um and kind of just go from there and i think that that's really one of the most important things um is just talking to people asking them how how they're doing what they're doing people love to talk about themselves so (laughs) if you just ask them how they got to where they are and keep asking them questions and finding the right questions i think it'll go quite a long way yeah having a mentor is so important it's hard it's hard to find a mentor that works. it is and sometimes like you just go from mentor to mentor you have different mentors for different situations and that's also fine um maybe you only talk to your mentor once a year and that's cool um and you know and then you'll you'll become the mentor and keep the circle just keep going round and round yeah we gotta help each other can you tell us where we can find you on the internet social media maybe the idea mosaic any events coming up yeah so personally i have um social media so my twitter handle is at reads 4118 so r-e-e-d-s 4118 um and that's probably the best way to reach me over social media yeah um and, I mean, if you ever want to chat with me, like, send me a DM and then we can, like, set up a time yeah. and go for coffee, like I mentioned. Um, and other than that, my company's Twitter is at Idea Mosaic. Um, and you can follow along there to see any events and stuff that we're hosting. We will be hosting another one of the Spark After Darks, which I mentioned. Um, that will be hosted in probably May. Uh, and so keep your eyes peeled for that. It'll be fun. Just, I mean, if you're interested in presenting or being a speaker, that would be fun too yay would recommend would recommend being a speaker at spark after dark it's It's, a wonderful event yeah it's a lot of fun um and so yeah that's kind of where you can reach me please i mean i'm always happy to chat with people meet people it's one of the fun things to do in life yes but yeah that's it thank you for chatting with me rita thank you for having me and we're done Thank you so much, Rita, for chatting with me. I am incredibly inspired by your story. So thank you for being vulnerable and sharing it with all of us. I've linked all of Rita's links in the show notes below, including her company, Idea Mosaic. So stay tuned for upcoming events if you find yourself in Toronto. Before we go, I have to encourage you to rate and review the show. It takes maybe about three nanoseconds, and apparently it helps more people find the show. So tell someone about Science Sucks, your friend, your mom, your uncle, your pet hedgehog. Thank you, everyone, for your support, and I will see you next week.